0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John chapter 20, beginning at the 19th verse. The disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when, when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the Gospel of the Lord praise to you lord jesus christ please be seated let's pray lord we do pray that we would receive all that you had said to us said to us today lord open our hearts to your holy spirit in this time that we may understand what you have to say in jesus name amen well the disciples they were terrified Of course they were. Their their leader had just been arrested and crucified. On top of that, they must have felt guilt for having abandoned him. Abandoned him. It was all fresh in their minds, and it was the first working day after all of that. In their minds, they might be next. They were all gathered together for moral support. Nobody was claiming to be the greatest among them any longer. They were full of fear. And Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. You see, that changed everything for them. Luke's version of this meeting goes into more detail than john's and expresses more emotion he too shows that they were gathered for fear of the jews but he also shows that when jesus suddenly appeared in their midst they were even more terrified and frightened and supposing they had seen a spirit or a ghost uh, jesus had to calm them down and take time to convince them that it was actually he, showing them his hands and his feet and even eating with them. And then he went on and even reasoned with them. He said, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Now, of course, we remember that Jesus had told them about his death and his resurrection before it had happened many times over, but they didn't get it. They didn't want to get it. Some kind of psychological defense mechanism was at work in their minds deafening them to Jesus' words. What he was saying was beyond their imagination. Jesus' death and physical resurrection was not a natural phenomenon. Jesus' death and physical I mean it had no basis for conception in their natural minds at all. Remember, Peter had even rebuked Jesus for saying the truth of what was about to happen to him before it happened. And Jesus, of course, rebuked. Peter, for thinking only with his natural mind. It all happened just as Jesus said it would, however. And now, after he opened his disciples' understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures, and Jesus himself was the proof. They had the scriptures that had spoken of him being crucified and resurrected like Isaiah 53, and now they had Jesus alive and with them after his death. And he who had been risen from the dead was explaining it all to them. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and rise, and to rise from the dead on the third day. It had to be so. That repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Well, that's why it had to happen that way. Jesus had to make the way for repentance and remission of sins for all nations. And he did, and in Jesus, Abraham's, in, in Jesus, in Abraham's seed, who Jesus was the seed of, all nations are blessed, are now blessed. Repentance of sin is a gift. It comes from God through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit remission or forgiveness of sins, and the understanding that we are forgiven through Jesus' sacrificial act is also a gift that comes from God through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Repentance and forgiveness work together in our receiving Jesus' atoning work for our stead. We are not forgiven our sins because we ask for forgiveness. We are forgiven our sins because Jesus suffered and died for our sins and gave us repentant hearts, hearts that are able to receive his sacrifice for us. Unrepentant hearts can never receive it. Well, Jesus went on speaking to his disciples saying, and you are witnesses of these things. They were witnesses now that they themselves had experienced all that was written about Jesus. They had seen it for themselves. Then Jesus said, behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. Now, if we compare what Jesus said in Luke's gospel With the Gospel of John, it is very similar here. John's version goes like this. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. In John, Jesus also adds, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And that is a portion of scripture that many people have trouble understanding. But what is clear from what Jesus said in both Gospels is that their receiving of the Holy Spirit goes along with both seeing and understanding who the risen Christ is and the sending of his disciples with the gospel message, the message of Jesus's death and resurrection and repentance and forgiveness being given through him to all nations with Jesus's authority. In the gospels, we know the Jewish authorities had trouble with Jesus forgiving sins because they didn't believe that Jesus was divine. They said, only God can forgive sins. Christians don't have a problem with that because we know that Jesus is divine. And in sending his disciples out with his gospel message, it is Jesus's authority that they and we, if we are his sent ones as well, can forgive sins. But always remember that it is actually only Jesus's work that makes forgiveness possible by giving his followers his authority Jesus is declaring that those he sent are one with him that the world and and they're one with him that the world may believe in him that's what John 17 20 to 23 says others do not have the power to forgive sins because others do not have Jesus' authority you the ones he sends out you are my ambassadors you no longer operate outside of me it is me in you you represent me in this it's the retaining of sins that jesus mentions that christians have trouble understanding but let me ask you did you ever notice that you have the power to forgive sins that are committed against you individually and more than others do now that you are a Christian? Can we look at it that way? Well, Jesus, of course, tells his disciples to forgive sins that are committed against us and not to retain them. He tells us to ask for forgiveness of our own sins from the Father in a certain way. You know what that way is? As we forgive our debtors. He says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses." Now because of that, we have to ask ourselves here, whose sins are retained if we retain sins? Now I might be wrong, but it seems to me that it's both the one sinning against us and our sins. Jesus, through his death, And resurrection gave us the power to forgive others. When we forgive them, those sins are taken off our ledger that we held against that one who sinned against us. If we bring them up again, ever again, then they were really never taken off, never really forgiven. What's that mean? Then neither are ours. Now, you might say, whoa, wait a minute. There's God and there's brother and sister here, and that's two different things. If I confess and repent my sin before my God, I am forgiven through Jesus. That has nothing to do with my brother. But it does, because Jesus said it does. You know, I had a lot of trouble forgiving in the past myself, especially when somebody slandered me I don't know why, but that bothered me the most. I couldn't forgive even when I tried, even after those who slandered me would come to me and confess that they did and apologize to me. I would say that I forgave them, I tried to forgive them, but I really didn't forgive them. The thought of what they said or might have said and what others might think of me because of what they said It constantly ate at me and one day I felt my Lord tell me to let it all go. And do you know how he said it? Do you know what he said? He said, even though you didn't do what the slanderers said or implied that you had done, you and I know things that you have thought or done that are just as bad or worse. And he was right, of course, and that helped me to let go. And you know what else helped me? I understood that the people who slander or sin against us in other ways are broken people, just like me and just like you. And something in their past has wounded them deeply and they have not healed and recovered yet. And I've learned to look at the sin against me, the sin of others as a symptom of their pain or illness, and that has helped me to have compassion on those who sin against me and to forgive them. And hopefully others will understand the same about me and forgive me. What I mean is, I have to regard them as victims to help me to forgive them. But it doesn't excuse sin, it doesn't excuse theirs, or it doesn't excuse ours if they are victims. It still has to be dealt with through Jesus. All sin does. And we cannot regard ourselves as victims either. You see, Christ, who became in everyone's stead, is the true victim, and we have to leave it all with him. Do we accept that, or do we not? I can't in the natural, but I can as he helps me in the spiritual. On my trip to cayman Brac, I, I met three fellows from Jamaica. They were workers that I gave a lift uh, back to their home one day as they were walking. And they were all cousins, but one of them was very open and very friendly and spoke to me like, like you would someone that you trusted. And the other two were quiet and to themselves, not even making eye contact with me, even when I was helping them out, even when I, when I was giving them a ride in my car. But they were not wanting to talk to me. And when they did talk to me, because I asked them direct questions, they were, one of them was in the seat right next to me, Then they responded in an annoyed and even threatening tone. And I didn't understand it. And later on when I I dropped uh, the two of them off and I was alone with the friendly one, I had to ask him why his cousins acted like that toward me, why they were so different than he was, why he was kind and considerate and them not. And what he told me, I found fascinating. He told me that it all had to do with where they grew up and what they had been through. Bad things that he was never exposed to. And what he said to me made sense. So even when we don't know the past hurts of other people who treat us badly and who sin against us, we must regard them as wounded, not strong. Even though they may may, uh, put on a tough front as if they are strong, they're only doing that often to protect themselves from, from more hurt and more wounds. If we consider that each time we see someone or hear someone say something against us, it will help us. To regard them with compassion the way christ regarded people and it will help us to forgive them and it will help us to lead them to christ let's pray lord god we do thank you so much for your work on the cross that made forgiveness possible at all lord it's so easy and we see this world as evil fights against evil and escalates all the time that without forgiveness lord we would annihilate annihilate ourselves lord so quickly so we thank you lord for sending jesus christ we thank you for sending for him dying on the cross for sins we thank you for sending your holy spirit to witness this to our hearts even us who haven't seen jesus christ in person as your disciples did And Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit can minister this healing, this forgiveness to us and can minister it through us to others, even when we've been wronged without it being our fault. Lord, thank you that you give us your spirit to be like you, to represent you here on earth. And Lord, we we pray your spirit help us live up to the mission that you've given us. In Jesus' name. Amen.